0: I'll stand for the reading of God's word. For those who are online, if you are able, please read with us. Our scriptures are found in the book of Luke chapter 15 verses 11 to 32 and we'll jump to book of Mark chapter 10, 44 to 45. And he said, there was a man who had two sons and the younger of them said to his father, father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. and put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring the fattened calf and kill it, and let us eat and celebrate. For this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. Now his older son was in the field, and as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants and asked, But when the son of yours came, who has devoured your property with prostitutes, you killed the fattened calf for him? And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad. For this your brother was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. And in book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 44 to 45. And whoever would be first among you must be slave of all for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many that is the word of the lord you may take your seats
1: good morning everyone today is a special sunday not because we have uh, uh, another preacher but today is a special sunday Because I believe that the Lord has a message for you. It's a custom-made message just for you. Whoever's thinking, are you talking to me, Pastor? Probably, I probably am talking to you that you need to hear this message. And I know that we are going to be blessed listening to our preacher today. He has been part of Victory for over 20 years. Imagine that. He serves here with his family, Miss Vivette. Of course, Shell, um, Richard, Richard, Max, and Eli, together with this, their family, they've been part of this church for over 20 years. John is who I consider one of my heroes of the faith. He has been faithful in serving here in Victory Ortigas. I got saved here, I went to Canada, came back, John is still here. His, his, his labor in the Lord is, I believe is not in vain. He continues to serve the Lord. He's from the business uh business sector he's a businessman but now is uh gearing towards serving as one of our leaders here in Victory Ortigas so i am so excited he, he used to preach here before uh, but it's been a while so i want to reintroduce him to you again this morning i am excited for the lord's mes- message for us through john this morning let's all welcome yung yung talagang excited na welcome this 9 a.m. or An exciting welcome to Mr. John Webb. John, to preach the word this morning. John.
2: I haven't done this for some time, so... But i like to greet everyone a uh, wonderful good morning. Actually, Joy was just reading the text. I was crying. I to preach. But let's uh, hold fast. As Pastor Luther would put it, uh, gear up for a ride. Because this ride will change how we perceive God how we see Him, and how many of us know that how we, how we conduct our faith walk really is quite dependent on how we view God, who He is in our lives, how we understand Him to be, and I believe that, as Pastor Luther Mangkao would say, we're in for a ride. Okay, let's begin. I was always fascinated by parables. There are more than 30 parables, depending on how you define parables in the synoptic gospels. You'll say, synoptic what? Isn't that like a cold or something? No. That's the first three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And in it, you will see an abundance of parables that was utilized and employed by Jesus Christ. And you must be wondering to yourself, Lord God, why did you just say the way it is? Why did you It's a parable. Well, actually, Jesus knew something that we are only finding out today. Parables are actually stories that have vivid pictures about ordinary things, everyday things that engage people. They are stories that parallel the truth. But it's not as simple as that because Jesus was trying to convey a message, a kingdom message. So they're not only truths, but they are kingdom truths. And it's so moving if we just discover how rich in detail these parables are and how it can affect our faith walk, how it can enrich our prayer life, how we can get to that next level of faith. It is quite important for us to glean on this particular parable. Now, you say prodigal. What's prodigal? If you read the verse, you will see this passage of scriptures. There's no word prodigal. Well, prodigal was actually added. It was added by the ones who were transcribing it throughout the centuries. Because you had original writings, and they continued to write it and write it throughout the centuries. And believe it or not, there were monks who were transcribing it that said, hey, these things need headings. And they placed headings, and the headings were indicative of the very story. So when we say the, pro, uh, the, the parable of the prodigal son, it's actually pertaining to the wayward son. We hear it, ba? The one who, who squandered his uh, property in reckless living. So ano bang ibig sabihin ng prodigal Prodigal actually means lavish, but it doesn't stop there. Lavishly wasteful. And there's another word that can best describe Prodigal. It is extremely, extravagantly wasteful. Sa Pilipino, sayang. Uh, kulang yon. Sayang na sayang. Mm. Kulang pa Sayang na sayang na sayang. I better stop there, cause sayang naman yung oras ko sa preaching mao <laughs> Suffice to say that it is indeed quite wasteful, lavish, extravagant, and it was pointing to the lifestyle of this young man. But, allow me to say today that maybe, just maybe, as we glean this uh, parable, as we study it and talk about it and uh, I teach it, maybe we can find out that there is not one parable, uh, that there is not one prodigal. There is two parables, but maybe there are three parables, uh, th- three prodigals. Nagugulahan na ako sa parable at saka prodigal. Tatlo ang prodigal natin. Hindi lang yung bad son, baka yung good son prodigal din. And most likely the father was also prodigal in that they were all lavishly wasteful. Now, why don't we start with a prayer after give, giving that uh, short short uh, introduction. Why don't we all stand? Almighty Father in heaven, may you bless the preaching of the word. May the preaching of the word shift the spotlight from us to you, and we pray, O oh Lord God, that as we preach the word, as we glean and learn from it, that what will be showcased is the very finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. So we ask you, Holy Spirit, indwell in us, give us an eye to see, give us an ear to hear, give us a heart, a mind to comprehend what you want us to comprehend, and more than that, give us a soft heart. To be able to obey everything that is written in the very Word of God we love you we praise you in Jesus mighty name we pray and all of God's people said amen and amen why don't we take our seat let's now begin to unpack this particular parable and we can start in verse 11 and he said there was a man who had two sons look at your neighbor and say two sons hindi lang po one son. Okay? Two. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. In other words, sabi niya, give me my inheritance. I'm a father. Many of us here are fathers. How would it feel if your son would go to you and say, Pops, give me my inheritance now. Maybe we would say, Buhay pa ako, mo na yung mana mo. And that's very true. Something like this is quite audacious. It is mean. It is wicked, and it is horrible in any context, any time, throughout century. If a son would go to the father and disrespect him in such a way, it would be quite devastating. I'm just thinking to myself if my Maxi or my Eli, or my Richard would come to me, or my Shell would come to me and say, Dad. I want my inheritance now. I would be heartbroken. My heart would be so, so broken. And that is the heart of a father. But we can see here what this young man did. It was audacious. You know what? If you paraphrase what he said, in other words, he's saying, you know, Dad, I don't want you I want your stuff. I don't love you. I love your things. I wish you were dead. And that's, those are very, very heavy words. But during this time, 2,000 years ago in the ancient Mid- Middle East, and even in the Near East where Jesus was from, this kind of action would merit criminal liability. Criminal liability. And what does that mean? If a son would come to the father with such a demand, it would actually merit being stoned to death. The father would drag his sorry excuse for being a son to the city gates and there the community would converge and they will grab stones and throw it to him until he died. That is the law. That is Levitical law. That is Mosaic law. And let me dictate to you and read to you this passage of scripture found in Leviticus chapter 20, verse 9. If anyone curses his father or his mother, he must be put to death. So, medyo malupit sila noon. Medyo ngayon commonplace. Meron mga suwail na anak? Children who are not respecting of their parents. But there was a criminal liability during this time. And he had the. audacity to do this maybe he was thinking dad would never drag me off to the city gates i know him he's good he's nice he would never do that to me and he was right because what happened next in verse 12 it says and he divided the property between them instead of the father getting mad and levying this justice upon his wayward son he says all right i'll give you your part he divides him And we continue, not many days later, this is a clue. Not many days later, ilang araw lang ang lumipas, binigay niya na ang inheritance niya. What does that mean? There was very little time to convert his property into currency. Because you see, when you say property during this time, especially pertaining to patriarchs. Do you know patriarchs? Moses was a patriarch. Abraham was a patriarch. And usually, they are people with great power. They are autocrats. They are people of high standing. They are one of the people who make the law. And not only do they make the law of the community, but they enforce the law. So these are not ordinary people. Patriarchs are big time. And patriarchs like this person is determined. Walang botohan no It was not a democracy. People who were patriarchs, were patriarchs because they were wealthy, and their wealth was not a bank account. It was not sheep. It was not cattle. It was not goats. It was not slaves. It was not children. It was not a big home. It was land, land, because, pweding mapeste yung hayop, mawala lahat Pweding mamatay yung mga anak, parang ngyariki Job. Pweding masunug yung bahay. Pweding mawala ang slaves, but ang lupa will stand the test of time, and that is a great determinant on. Uh, patriarchs like this man. And what did he do? He liquidated quickly. And what happens? Lugi na siguro ang pangbenta niya. It was already not in his favor para mabigay niya so that he will be able to dispense it to his wayward son. Not only that, his land diminished. Not only that, his influence and place in society greatly diminished. In other words, what he did to his father surely not only broke his his heart but tore his father's life apart that is the gravity of what he did and i can imagine jesus christ was sharing this he was speaking to a crowd and the crowd was made up of sinners and tax collectors as well as, as the scribes and the teachers of the law and the pharisees and sadducees on one side you have the self righteous on the right side you have On the right side, you have the traditional sinners. You have the self-righteous and the traditional. And he was speaking to them. And that's what parables are. Parables was used by Jesus Christ to evoke a response. He was calling out to his people. It was to provoke a response. It was an invitation. And that is the very heart of God. So, let's move on. The younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there, what happened? He squandered his property in reckless living. Gentile country, far away. Sometimes, and I remember my youth, I would often want to do my own thing, away from my parents, away from authority, away from what is familiar to me, so that I can explore. I can be able to live my life without being bothered about morality, the teachings of my parents, etc. And what this this man? What did this man do? This younger brother goes far, far away, para hindi niya siguro marinig yung bosses ng amanya, far away from their culture, from their values, the things that he grew up on. The Bible says, "Train up a child in the way he should go, and he shall not depart from it." but apparently we have this younger son who was hard-headed who was wayward and he did depart from it not only in his mind not only in his heart but even physically goes off to a gentile country and when he had spent everything a severe famine arose in that country and he began to be in need how many of us know if you live in sin there will be consequences Not only in the spiritual realm, not only when we die, but even here on earth, there are consequences. And he is now beginning to reap the whirlwind. Ito na. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate. And no one gave him anything. Isn't that painful? You live a life doing it your way. Parang sabi ni uh, Frank Sinatra, I did it my way, he's doing it his way. And he's reaping the whirlwind, starving to death in a foreign land, far away from the comforts of his home, far away from the people who has his back. And sometimes when we live a life of sin, it's the same thing. We will end up feeding pigs. But he was not only feeding pigs. Because if you look at this particular detail, because you know in parables there are many details, it's very visual. It's very visual. Pigs, in the mind of a Hebrew, of a practicing Jew, is unclean. It is the worst animal on the face of the earth. Hindini didn't ang baboy. They don't even touch it. In fact, if they baboy, they will just accidentally uh, brush the side of a pig. They are considered unclean. They are considered unclean. And if they touch another person, that uncleanness will shift to the other person. And they cannot, cannot see the face of God. They cannot receive the blessings of God. They cannot be with other people. They are set aside and hidden. From everything and this man who is now reaping the whirlwind is in that predicament taking care of pigs and when we and many of us have come from that place where we were living a life of sin actually we're tending pigs in a spiritual sense we were unclean but praise be to God that he saved us we're gonna get there in a while Here we go. In verse 16, And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pigs ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, Please, tell the person beside you, But when he came to himself. But when he came to himself. These are very, very, very powerful words. This is what you call aha moment. Aha when the light bulb in your mind it turns on poof why didn't i see this before why did i live a wayward life why did i squander my earth, my uh, property why did i pain my loving father what have i done and oftentimes when we are in desperation it is so difficult to see the face of god most especially when we are in good times when there are no problems Mahirap makita ang mukha ng jos, but in desperate times, when we are at rope's end, then, then we see God. And mind you, during this time, it does not lower the value that you have in God. Even when you are far away from Him and you are desperate for Him, all the more God will love you, all the more God will value you. It is when we are weak, the Bible says that He is strong for us. Let's continue. So he has this realization. What does he he realize? He said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread? But here I am, perishing with hunger, starving to death, dying. And my father's hired servants, they have hot bread, fresh from the oven. Wow. And that is the very grace of God. And what does he say? This is what I'm going to do. Gumawa siya ng content. Gumawa siya ng content. Parang IG, di ba? Gumawa siya ng content. Ang sabi niya, I will arise and go to my father. At ito ang sasabihin ko sa kanya. This is what I will say. So he formed content. He made a speech. And this is what, this is the content of his speech. And I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer to be called, worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. Mind you, treat me as one of your hired servants, not slave, not one of your your children. He knows he will not receive that anymore, but maybe makalusot siya as a hired servant. Because you see in an estate, the hired the hired servant is the lowest of lows. It's not the slave. Kasi yung slave dati, nung panahon ng, ng uh, ancient Middle East, the slaves, they have uh, per dime, they have uh, clothing expense, they have uh, medical benefits, meron silang housing, and they are loved by their masters. It's not the Western understanding of slavery. It, that's different. But during these times, they were valued. So much so, when they are given their freedom, they say, I don't want to leave. I just want to stay here but he said hired servant what does that mean a skilled laborer ar- arawan and maybe he even said this because maybe i can pay my father back with my wages maybe i can pay him back he was thinking of restitution and that was his speech siguro paulit-ulit niya pina ito ilan ilan sa ating ganon nagpa-practice ng speech natin when we, we wanna ask uh, forgiveness from our husband, our wife, our children, maybe our boss, or our friend in church, and we replay it over and over in our in our heads. how many of us are like that? ako lang palang. but I do that. I rehearse it just like him. and that's quite important. pero ingat lang tayo habang nagpa-practice tayo sa Starbucks, bakamakita ng ibang tao sabi Walang kausap si John. Baka mandaluyong ang bagsak natin. So, ingat lang tayo mag-practice. Okay? So, what did he do? He, ar- he, ar- I will arise, he said, and go to my father and give him this content. Lay it down upon him and maybe he will accept me as a hired servant. In verse 20, it says, And he arose right away. He did not waste any time and came to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, felt compassion, and ran and embraced and kissed him. I believe that. I believe that he would do that. I'm a father and I have a very soft heart for my children. I get it. And I can just imagine that this father, every day since his son left him, would wake up early in the morning, stare at the horizon. Hoping against hope in the unlikely event of his son's arrival. That's the heart of a father. But this day was different. From the horizon, he sees a tiny speck. And that speck came closer and closer and it became an image. And that image became so clear that he said, This is my son. He wasted no time and he ran. But, let me share this. The word run falls short of this kind of action that this father, this patriarch, did. Because if you take a look at the original meaning of the word, because you see, the whole Bible was transcribed from Greek, and it was an ancient Greek, obsolete Greek. The word that was used actually meant to raise, race, our ACE, hindi lang walk hindi lang jog hindi lang quick jog but it was a race and this was common throughout the epistles that the word that was used was race so this man this patriarch when he saw his son filled with compassion raced he raced and please let me tell us today and share that patriarchs are princely figures they don't run. They don't race. They glide. They do not run for anything. It's much like Queen Elizabeth. She doesn't run. The king of Thailand, he doesn't run. They glide. Everywhere they walk is a red carpet. And here we find this man. This man who should scorn this sun. Siguro if the sun comes, I see him and it was me, siguro I'll be cold. Uh, Anong ginagawa mo rito? O ka. But nothing like that from the Father. Not an ounce of bitterness or anger. It was pure compassion. These patriarchs, they're a special breed. They are high, their positions, and yet he ran. They have flowing robes. You see this patriarch? Man. It takes them one, two hours to dress up. Bago sila ng chambers nila. Before they go out to their chambers, they have flowing robes. And for him to run, to race to his son, he had to lift up his robe. And he had to run. You know what happens when you lift up your robe? You expose your nakedness. You show the knees and the shin. And that is to the shame of people. When the neighbors and the community find out that this patriarch, he exposed his legs, it would be to his detriment, to his shame. He would lose his standing. And yet, because of his overflowing, lavish, and excessive, and some might say wasteful, love for his wayward son, he throws away all princely, kingly, patriarchal Um expectations he throws it away all these protocols mean nothing to him and the only thing that means something to him at this particular time place in time is the very presence of his son realizing his wayward ways and what happens he hugs him he hugs him tightly kiss him and he's when when he sees I'm sure his son he was filled with compassion he was naked he was wounded and then what does the son say? The son says, And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven. And before you, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Yung practice niya, paulit-ulit, ito na, boom! What happens? Before he can continue, the father interrupts him. But, sabi ng father, hindi, he didn't have a chance to say sorry. He didn't have a chance for restitution. He didn't have a chance to lay down his, his plans so that he will be accepted back in the estate. Why is that? Why is that? It's the heart of God. It is the very crooks of grace. Ano ba yung grace? Unmerited favor. Grace is as if you did not sin at all. And the Father did exactly that. He did not give a chance for the son to say sorry. Why? To give up his restitution plan. Because the glory belongs to the Father. It is not to his credit that he had that aha moment na realize niya that he is a sinner. Wala yun. It is all by the grace of God. It is all by the grace of the Father that he now is not going to be a hired servant nor a slave but will be restored. To his princely state. Restoration. And that's what God does when we receive him as Lord, when we receive him as Savior. The old has gone, the new has come. Now you are a son of the king, a co heir of Christ. Now you act a certain way, you speak a certain way, you think a certain way because your very blood is flowing with royal blood, the blood of the Lamb. And this is something. That we are now beginning to realize in this parable, it's not as simple as, "I realize my mistake." No, you are restored, as if you never sinned. And it doesn't stop there, as he saws and filled with compassion, sees how bad the state of the son is, naked, wounded feet. Siguro hindi na naman mam- mukaan. mukang taong grasa. And how many of us know when we are in our sinful state, that is how we look. We are naked. We are filthy. We are stained. We are wounded and bruised. And we are unrecognizable when we are far from God. But praise be to God when we have our aha moment. When we realize, Kailangan natin ng JOS. What happens next? God, just like the Father, placed the royal robe upon us. You know what that robe is? That robe signifies that I am a son. I am an heir. I am a prince. And I hold all the rights of my father. Don't look at my, my ruddy face. Don't look at my filth. Don't look at my nakedness. Look at the robe. Look at the robe. And it's the same with us when we receive Jesus Christ. The old has gone and the new has come and we are now not covered by our sinfulness we are not covered by the filth of our iniquities by the filth and dirt and bruises of our transgressions now we are covered by the very blood of the lamb it covers us so much so that when the father sees you and you and you and me he does not see our sins therefore he does not treat us as our sins deserve For before we were objects of wrath, before we were enemies of God, but when we became born again, born of spirit, then He sees the finished work of His Son, Jesus Christ, in us. It's the blood that covers us. That's powerful. The Lord deserves a round of applause. That is our very justification. It is not by our merit or our realization that we need to be saved. It is all by the grace of God covering us. The Bible says that there can be no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. And the blood was shed. And it covers us. And it fills us and liberates us from the challenges of this world. And it's the same with this young man. I'm sure he's thinking, what did I do to deserve this? I broke this man's heart. I tore his life apart. And i tell you as he was going closer and closer to the city gates if the community sees him he's dead man walking because the community knew what this guy did and they were going to stone him to death imagine that let's move on for this is the father is speaking for this was my son dead and is alive again he was lost and now he is found and they began to celebrate because we have very little time left, let me paraphrase what happened next. Now we see, the son was prodigal, excessively wasteful. His reckless living, spent everything, even starved to death, lavishly wasteful. Sayang. And now we see the father. The father was himself prodigal. Some of us will say, sayang yung grace mo, sayang pagmamahal mo, sayang forgiveness mo. He's not worth it. This boy, this kid was not worthy to be found. He deserved to be lost forever, stricken from the annals of history, his name never to be mentioned ever again. Can you imagine that? And yet, the compassion of the father was lavished upon him. That's the heart of God. Indeed, he was prodigal. Now, let's go to the third character of this story. The older son. The seemingly good son. The one who stayed by the side of the father as the younger son. Abandons his birthright, abandons his father. Maybe he's not so good after all, because what happens next is an eye-opener. And this was a message against the Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes, because they were listening to Jesus. And he was saying this para tamaan sila. Dahil yung iba are the sinners, Tinamaan na sila. The ones who sin traditional sins common sins sins that we are accustomed to don't cheat don't lie don't smoke don't drink attend victory group go to church simple but this one was a little bit more complicated here are self-righteous teachers of the law people who pretend to be good but they have an agenda just like the older brother had an agenda he was completely different from the younger brother you say i don't think so I think he was very much concerned with his uh, share of the estate because now that the brother is being restored, hahatiin na naman yung natirang pera, yung natirang property because he was being placed in that same position before and he was thinking of the money. He was thinking of his, uh, his, uh, the property of the father. So he had an agenda. He too was selfish. His sin was also counted against him. So the good son, He's not so good. And there is a good son in many of us. Some of us are the bad son. But one thing is common. And that is the very love of God that was displayed to both of them. I just want to read to you a very short verse. He said to his father, because he was indignant, he was angry, how can you kill the fattened calf? How can you have a party for this son of yours who squandered your money? And I like the way Miss Joy it. look sabinya look you look that is a crime in itself the very fact that he did not go inside the party hindi sya pupunta that is complete disrespect and worthy and that is that in itself also is criminal liability pati yung older son pwedeng i-drag sa city gates at batuhin imagine the most important people were in that party celebrating the return of the younger son and here he was saying no to the invitation of the father. Because So many of you know that patriarchs, when they call their children, they have to come. Same with kings, when they call an audience for a particular person, a subject of the kingdom, they must comply, but he did not comply. And more than that, he spoke to his father with disrespect. He said, look, usually fathers like that, patriarchs like that, you say, loving father, oh, high father. Before you say something about him, no. It was accusing. Because that was how mad he was. But what did the father say? And this is the heart of God. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me and all that is mine is yours. It was fitting to celebrate and be glad for this was your brother. He was dead and is alive. He was lost and is found. So yes, the older son is prodigal. The end. Bitin. Pula bang ending, Lord? Yung parable mo? Ano nangyari sa older son? Did he respond in the positive? Did he say no? Did he run away? What happened? Parables are like that. It makes you think. It moves you to make a response to process it. And how many of you know that when you process things, hindi do na forget And the people that were listening were moved. They were moved either to say no to the invitation of Jesus, or they were moved to say yes to the invitation of Jesus. The invitation was not only for the tax collectors or the sinners. It was also for the self-righteous. It was for everyone. Let us remember that the heart of God is very much inclusive. Jesus was inclusive. But make no mistake, He is not permissive. He is not permissive. God is not only a God of love or of grace or of forgiveness or of mercy, but He is also a God of justice. Before we end, allow me to read to you that last verse found in Mark 10, 45. And Joy read it a while ago. And you must be wondering why do you have 1045 there, Mark? Well, this is it. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life for a ransom for many. That was Jesus speaking in Mark when the disciples were arguing. Sino ba yung bida sa amen. Sino ba yung number one sa amen. Who will sit beside you in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus said. Even me, I'm the son of man. I am the Messiah. I am the son of God. I call the shots and yet I came here not, not to be served, but to serve. And, I like to, and I'm like and i always moved when I remember what it says. When Jesus was washing their feet, he said, no greater love than this, than for one to lay down his life for his friends. And that's the very heart of God. A humble heart. A heart that includes all of us. So as we begin to understand what unfolded in the parable, my prayer and my hope for all of us is that we be be drawn closer to the very foot of the cross. For the cross of Jesus Christ is the very symbol, the very reality, that indeed, God is prodigal. He is lavishly wasteful. He is extremely wasteful in that are we really worth it? God, am I worth it, Lord, giving me your son, letting him hang on the cross? Am I worth it? And I believe at this very, very time that he is whispering in our ears, whispering in our hearts with his still, small voice, very quiet voice, come back to me, my son. Come back to me, my daughter. Which brings me to my one point. You know, my wife tells me, you should have points. You have lots, three points or four points. I, I don't do points. I'm a pointless preacher.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's good Then why did you say that? Anyway, the heart of God is here. The Spirit of God is moving us. Which leads me to my one point. The Lord loves us. And not only does He love, love us, He values us despite of everything we've done. It is not by our works. It is not by our holiness or religiosity that God will embrace us and put the robe around us. And His love is compelling. And He is now provoking in us a response. How will we respond? Will we say yes and amen, O Lord God? Or will we say, wag na muna ngayon, Lord. Wag na muna ngayon. My heart is that we respond in the affirmative to this gracious, gracious God. Let's pray. Lord, you are mighty. You are powerful. You are all-powerful. And yet, you are all-loving, merciful, and gracious. We thank you, Lord God, that your love is lavish. It is extravagant. And some people would say, it is wasteful. But thank the Lord that it is your opinion that counts and not our analysis on how you should dispense your love, on how you should dispense your justice, on how you, you should dispense your mercy. All we can do is to revel in your great love for me. That all we can do is to respond in saying, Yes, O Lord, I receive you. Be my Lord, be my Savior, be my all and all. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.